Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. to another Friday on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. He's Dick. I'm Skippy. It's 9.05. That's right. We Good started, morning. Sort of kind of on it. Well, we were, we're ready to go on time, but uh, we were kind of planning the show, talking good stuff. Apparently, yesterday's episode of the Ticket Stub well, was, it was recording. Party. It was recording. Oh, so we it's had coming Jake up. Reiner in so the no studio. Yes, yeah, next Thursday, uh, the son of Carl Reiner and... No, son of Rob Reiner, grandson of Carl uh, Reiner. Grandson of... Carl Reiner. Mm-hmm. Carl's the older one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. But interesting guy. Works for KPRC, too. Channel 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has, like, the the scrub reporter job where he has to wake up at 3 a.m. every morning. He's probably, right. he's been up, he's probably going to bed in about... He's, he's he, having his afternoon tea right about now. Yeah, right about now. He's a fantastic guy. He uh, had a lot of insight about movies and what he likes and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it was really fun. Uh, one thing we learned is Chris came in a suit our co-hosts and we're like why i saw that yesterday why yeah so well because yesterday if you don't know who chris is from the ticket sub he is the general manager of the grand theater Mm -hmm. in conroe and uh yesterday was a big day because star wars came out did it i hadn't heard anything no well i haven't i mean i haven't heard any vague books on facebook who did you call it vague book vague booking vague booking is when you say something like oh Really, really bad day, missing him, but can't say who. You know, that kind of thing is, is called vague booking. And this is the kind of person I've that, never heard that. I just I just want to beat the snot out of him. It's what my Facebook is blowing up with is the non-spoiler spoilers, the people who went to go see it last night. And they're like, OMG, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but 20 minutes in, the most awesome thing happens. Or I can't believe that blank redacted died. You know, it's like, stop it. Just, just, it's like saying for the sixth sense, if the internet had been around when the sixth sense came out, because it, it was, but not to not in Facebook, I mean, it would have been, OMG, can't believe the ending. What there's, a twist. There's always a, that group of people, Dumbledore or Snape kills Dumbledore. Look that up on YouTube. It's one of the funniest things. <laughs> but uh, have you, you know what I'm talking about? It, yeah, I, I think so. So but, when the book release is coming out for Harry Potter, it's the, whatever the book is when Snape kills Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. These dudes would drive around, and it's like the midnight release of the book, <laughs> and like the people would be in line, and they'd slowly, you know, drive by, <laughs> and be like, "Hey, hey, guys, how y'all getting the books?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, we're getting the book," and they're like, "Oh, Snape kills Dumbledore," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> well, see, that's so. I mean, when I say that's forgivable, meaning okay, so these guys are just outright jerks. I'm talking about the people that think that they're not spoiling, but that they're making it worse. It's instead of saying, oh, my God, you know, the kid sees dead people. Bruce Willis is a ghost, which would totally give it away. And you can kill that person legally. Instead, they go, OMG, wait for that awesome twist ending at the end. Never saw it coming. So you spend the whole time knowing 
there's the twist ending and, and there's the twist. So yeah, ending. so that's vague booking. Skippy defines vague booking for Dick today. Did you know Anakin comes back? Did I tell you about that? Does he? He comes back uh like what? like as a uh one of the uh, sand people. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay, that. what's the official name of the sand people? Give me a second. Cause I think of the sand people, I think of Dune. Like that's like the you know, like, roar, roar, you know the guys beating oh, up on Luke yeah, at the beginning. The called. tall ones, yeah, I know Jawas. Right, and then... the tall ones were called something Raiders. Oh, Storm Raider? No, no. You got to be real... Tuscan Raider. There you go. So Tuscan I, I had Raiders. to think about because, like, you know, Dune is the ultimate sand saga. Did you like the uh, TV? David? Yes, I love the TV version. I was about to say because you had the David Lynch. Movie version. That movie was okay, but the TV version was more gritty. It was gritty. It was it followed the children. Children are doing with uh, the guy from Split. Totally worth it. Didn't didn't see it. I have it on DVD. When tomorrow? I would. Okay, I'll bring it. Do you have you seen the first? Have you seen the TV version? Oh yeah, I loved it. Do you own it? I own it. I don't own it. No, it's very good. Oh, that's cool. But don't forget, you must add the room. Like the opening line is like (laughs) Dune. They're remaking it. I hear. People are turning up the radios. I think I lost the signal. No, no. I think I think they're doing a movie of it. Who's directing that movie? I, I think the guy who did the new Blade Runner is directing it. Interesting. Yeah, I think he's. They're doing it. Someone finally, you know, wants to spend the money on it because it is. It's probably one of the most wonderful experiences of reading I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just because I'd never thought again, like reading People magazine is politics. It's a politic book. And I got I got really invested in like the politics of Dune, and I liked mm-hmm. it. All right, so are you House Atreides, House Harkonnen? Who's your house? I don't. I don't. Why do I need to choose? Why can't I just be one of the people, one of the uh, but one of desert the people. people? Oh, so you get, so you turned your back on the houses? Oh yeah, screw oh, that. Okay, there you, so you're you're a rebel. Uh, so don't forget this weekend you got to watch the room. I sent you the room. I do have it. Uh, I have big plans this weekend. Okay. I am visiting my friends, and that's part of our. It's an hour and 41 minutes of well, your life. Well, what's funny was I, I, I go, hey, guys, we got to watch The Room. And they're like, hey, uh, we're and, of course, one of them is the married, the one that has everything, every gadget. And he's like, oh, we got to buy it. That stinks. Like, we can't stream it. I was like, no, I got it. And he's like, but. <laughs> I got to hook up. Yeah, he's like, uh, okay. Well, what I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll bring it. Now, it's obviously the one you have is not high. You know, it, it's good enough. We're, we're going to have a good time. Whatever. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. With bros it. will be bros. <laughs> so yeah i will be inflicting the room on dick uh tertiarily i, I won't be there myself ho- holding him down but he's compelled to watch it now and we'll talk about it. then um you, then you'll be ready to watch the disaster artist yeah well i was talking i was talking to chris about that and like going to the movie theater because it's really nice it's a grand i really like the grant and it's funny that i have i know somebody who runs a, a movie theater and he runs it really well he runs a tight ship there and it's like a good experience and you all that kind of stuff. I was like, I just don't like going to the movie theater. I think that's like today. I just don't like going to the movie theater, and it might be because I'm not married yet. I don't have anyone to go with, so the only time I go is by myself. And like even Star Wars, because he's like, "Hey, you guys are gonna see Star Wars? We're talking about reviewing a movie together." Because usually on the ticket sale, we review individual movies, mm-hmm. and we're talking about doing a movie together. And I was like, "Oh, Star Wars, that'd be great." But the only problem is since we recorded Jake's Reiner's episode for next week, it'd be kind of old for Star Wars. And because it, it'd be, so. it'd be two weeks old, about. basically, it'd be two weeks old for the show. 
And I was like, I don't care, but if y'all want to go see it together, I'm down. Well, that way you can give away it. Two weeks is good, long enough for spoilers. You think so? Yeah, you got to give about a week and a half. But so, so he was all. Did you know up because Darth Vader is Luke's father? What? Yeah. Dang it, Dick! I, I was gonna start with Episode One and work my way through, but no. Great. What's wonderful about that is all the little kids who are obsessed with Star Wars, it still hasn't hit them what that means, like the implication of like that being your father. And I can't oh, wait. Like, I can't wait till they're like 13 to like whatever old. And they're like, oh man, that's deep. I was like soiling green as people. But this is something about the the order of the trilogies that just really bothered me. I think it was very, very poorly handled. First off, I always love the fact that first off, Obi-Wan like lies his butt off. Every word coming out of his mouth is a filthy lie to Well, Luke. see, that's what I was saying. Like, the danger of the Force, that's – that. because to me, the belief of the Force is you're willing to lie about it because you don't want people to go down the dark side. Like, mm -hmm. that's how dangerous the Force is. And I, that's why I kind of understood the first New Hope because he's like, I don't want this dude to turn out to be his, his, son, his dad because this dad killed a bunch of kids. Okay, so let's go into the New Hope, into Obi-Wan's little little – you know, Adobe house with the, oh, your father's lightsaber. He wanted you to have it when you were old enough. Now let's flash back to episode three with, I hate you. I'm going to die. You chopped off my legs and I'm going to here, give my lightsaber to my son when he's old enough. He didn't even know he had a son. I mean, Obi-Wan even lied about that, well, about giving the lightsaber. It was poor writing is what it was, but. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, I think it's, it's one of those, you have to have the convenience factor to run the plot. And you have to you have to do it. You have to do something it to run the bad plot. Writing. Here's the thing: in episode in the first trilogy, one, two, and three, you know that Anakin is Luke's father because they're born at the end. We're gonna name him Luke and her Leia, and we're gonna keep his last name and hide him out on your home planet. You'll never find him. So two episodes later, in four, when he goes, Luke, I'm your father. Everyone, no, people watching this, you know, thirty years down the line from episode one through. We're going to go, well, duh, we saw that three movies ago. So it was poorly executed. Very. I, I need to be a guest reviewer. We're gonna, okay, since you didn't apparently, when you recorded Ticket Stub yesterday, it was more of a Channel 2 than a movie thing. So we'll turn today into our movie review. Well, that's what we'll I was show saying. Them how like, it's done. You know, so many people are talking about Star Wars, especially today, because this is the first official full day that it's out. Mm -hmm. And people are going to go see it over the weekend, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to see, what do you call it, Vague Book? Vague Booking. Uh -huh, that's it. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just... Eh. Well, the first uh, first person that come, flat out comes out and with, oh, I can't believe that, you know, Leia dies or whatever, uh, I will punch in the throat. In the face. In the face. I will punch them in the face. You know, hey, you know what else today is? Today's your final day to, to sign up for your new health care plan. So, man, I got to do that. It's one of those things every day. I'm like, oh, I got to do this today. And the next thing I know, it's midnight. So, call... Healthcare.gov, be prepared to be on hold for 82 hours or call other places. I'm, I'm going to try. Uh, I have an You were like, give me what you got, and then we'll figure it out later. <clears throat> well, that's the case. It's like, okay, here, sign this uh, second mortgage on your house in blood, and we'll give you your first month's premium. So be careful. You should that. just send your bill to Obama. <laughs> I wonder how many people have done that. I oh, can see uh, someone being cheeky about oh, it. Oh, pay, like, paying your premium in pennies. Because he has to live somewhere, and I bet you can find out where he lives. Yeah. It's not hard. And you just <laughs> forward it to like, – he just Xerox it, and you just send it to him. Like, hey, pass due, bro. Well, I'm flashing back to our, our awesome interview with uh, Stephen David. I think he was a great guest. Uh, you know, uh, he and I have different political views on many things, and healthcare is one of them. And I'm really looking forward to it. He and I uh, talked about, you know – 
Yeah, that everyone needs to check that out. It's on YouTube now. Yeah, it's so a everyone great. Everyone needs to check that out. Listen to it because uh, you know, great perspective from him. Counterpoints and uh, good week this week. How are we gonna wrap it oh, up? It's Friday. Man? It's Friday. We got to end on a high guys. note. I sit up pretty late. I always have an excuse. <laughs> I'm literally falling asleep onto the mic. <laughs> it's good to be with friends. I realized that last night. No, no, I'm just stayed. I stayed way too late. It was well because this has the perfect condition for fire, for outside, mm-hmm. and relaxing. Oh, oh, so you're talking about like, like I a mean, bonfire because like. it's not wet, uh huh, and it's not too. It's not like too. Like I said, not too humid. You can build a fire, and if fire burns really well in this climate, apparently it's going to get a lot worse. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, it's going to hit the twenties apparently in well, the next what? couple of weeks. Oh, beautiful. So, well, I, you know, what's funny is, of course, we'll be back. We'll talk about the old history of Houston being cold. My dad, clear, like, he literally just goes, when you were born, it was in the 20s for two weeks, and they had to shut down the power stations because the power stations couldn't withstand the cold. That is the most awesome impersonation of your dad no, I've ever not, heard. No, he didn't talk like that at all. <laughs> he's more like, yeah, no, I can't. Actually, I can't do it because it's probably me. It's probably what it is. I wasn't going to say anything, Dick. <laughs> Welcome back, Warren's Lone Star. We'll be back. Sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Clean sweep office cleaning. We really love those guys to so say thanks. We'll be back after a short break. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Down on the boulevard, they take it hard. They look at life with such disregard. Mornings with Lone Star, 9.17 a.m. You got Dick and Skippy in the studio. It uh, feels so empty since all the kids left from the other day. You know we broke 3,000 views already? In less than 48 hours? Just because I wasn't in it. That's right. Nor I. So I think if we just shoot videos where we're not actually in them, people will watch. It's funny. I was editing the video at the Montgomery High School, by the way. Tonight, check it out. Tonight, 24 bucks. Dinner and a show. That's great. Or just a show for free. Montgomery High School starts at 7 o'clock for food and 8.30 for free. I I might actually try and make it out there for the whole thing. I'm looking at my calendar. Well, I I was going to say. 
Sorry. No, I just had, I had finished my thought. The reason I was telling people about this, they need to check it out because they can check out this video on YouTube. You can actually see the kids. They actually care. Yeah. Like you can see them really trying. Like they know when to hit the note and they know when to do. They were in the zone. Like they were in the zone. And like mm-hmm. to me, I, you know, being at 15 to 17 or whatever, how old do you think they were? 30, 14, I, 17? I, they had to be between, yeah, 15 and 17. There's always that one freshman who's like a prodigy. So they're in the group. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> They, they seem to care, and that's kind of unique for kids that age. So I, I think it's going to be a good show. Heather, Heather knows what to do. Yeah, and those two songs that they they gave for us, uh, if that's any indication of what's to come. Oh, Apparently yeah. we did okay on the uh, other end of the pipe. Really? Yeah. Sounded good? People were like, hey, that sounded really good. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know 30 people were going to be here. Well, now 28. Good. Now I can admit that I shot the video just in case <laughs> the studio thing didn't work. Well, we at least have some kind of audio. <laughs> it's 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 really interesting because these microphones that we speak into every day, if you ever want to be a guest, contact the station, 936-647-3776, so you can speak into these microphones. These microphones are, are for dialogue. Mm-hmm. They're not for music. They don't have the dynamic range no, for like you can you can totally tell when it dips and all that kind of stuff if someone's playing an instrument because it just can't – it's not for that. It's for people – Putting their face up to it and telling you how it is. Like yeah. we do every morning from nine, nine <laughs> to, 11. to 11. That's right. We get very intimate with our microphones. And Dick's absolutely right. You know, we got to talk right into these. If I just turn my mine, head. Mine kind of stinks. I think mine has cof- my coffee breath on it. I'm going to have to like start spraying it with We have uh, Febreze. We have Febreze. We, well, have, we have exchange filters too. We have different filters. Cool. No, I'm just going to spritz my thing with Banaka. And I think your dad will be very happy with that when he takes over my microphone with his show. But, uh, yeah, so these microphones, if I just turn too much to look at Dick, you know, I kind of fade out like that. So, you you know, so these mics weren't really set up for that, but I think it came out really nice. Check it out. YouTube, Morning's Lone Star. Yeah. 3,000 views. We've had like 6,000 people with this thing, according to uh, the, the Facebook well, analytics. Facebook's fake news. We all know it's fake news. owned by Russia. Hey, all they're vague those. booking. I'm, I'm giving hard numbers. 3.1 thousand views in less than 48 hours. Well, it's funny, you know, speaking of fake news, my favorite recent story, and I don't know if anyone's heard about this, but Anderson Cooper is a CNN, <laughs> I know CNN dude, and he's been around for a while, and he's I, he's one of those first round of uh, news anchors that are, like, handsome, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. No, he's a pundit. He's not a, he's not a newscaster. He's not a journalist? He's a, is he considered a journalist? Yes. Does he write any articles? Yeah, he's a commentator. So he's a journalist. If he wrote articles on whatever website. Right, but he's not a news anchor. He's not a reporter. He's a commentator. Okay. Well, anyway. So go for it. He claimed that while he was at the gym, Uh someone took his phone. Or is it? No, now it's his assistant's phone. They say Took his his assistant's phone, went on Twitter, and just said Trump's a loser. Uh Uh-huh. What's wrong with that? Why would you need to, like, make this whole... Like, he literally went on air and talked about it. Well, first off... Do you think it's because journalists shouldn't have an opinion? Oh, no, absolutely should have an opinion. So I, what's wrong with what he said? Uh, he deleted it. He said something... It wasn't like he said something, Donald Trump, you're just a pathetic loser? Yeah, pathetic loser was the phrase. And so, you know, you've heard you've heard me go on about presumption of innocence. And seriously, I am what's good for the gander is good for the goose kind of guy. So there's presumption of innocence... Until it's proven otherwise that someone didn't take his assistant's phone or, you know, there's credible evidence, then, you know, we've got to take him at his word. But let's say that he posted it and then changed his mind and he's apologizing. 
Anderson, as, as you know, a conservative on the air, I'm telling you, you it's okay. You don't got to apologize, dude. You can have these thoughts. You can opine them. Well, that's on what Twitter. that's what made me laugh about reading about it. it wasn't the fact that you wrote these things? It I was think more the of Twitter, like I think the, the whole CNN bosses, up. Well, I think the CNN bosses went to him and said, "You were gonna, you know, you did not do that." Because oh, CNN, CNN of all people, yeah, wouldn't care if someone said something negative about Trump. True. Yeah, I guess you're right. So that's what I'm saying. That's what's so weird about it. Now it could be that. Someone took his Maybe he phone. really likes Trump and someone actually did take his phone. Well, there you go. That that, that could easily be it. Um, you know, and Anderson is between uh, you know, he he is a uh, he is gay, not that that matters on his reporting or anything like that, but maybe he's got a thing for Trump and he didn't got to bring know. that into the You got to bring out that sexual tension, you know. Who well, knows? No, no, it, it, like, the reason I bring it up, I really encourage people to check it out cuz it's one of those things that you're kind of like, why are we talking about this? Why well, is this a big deal? Here's the thing. You put them in the news for an extra cycle. Oh, I didn't. I, you were able to say it and then say, but I didn't say it. But, you know, people will do. It's If you said it, who cares? I don't even think Trump responded to it. Well, that was something funny that Jake was talking about, uh, the guy from KPRC Channel 2, that you can hear on the Ticket Step next Thursday. Is we, he, he talked a little bit about the fake news and about journalism and mm -hmm. how local journalism is really rising because some so many people are just don't really care about national news, like the news networks. They rather ch tune into Channel Two to hear their news than, uh, I guess, like they have either NBC on Channel Two has news after the news. Is that right? Like, say, say it again now. So Channel Two, mm -hmm. KPRC, they have their news, regular news. Oh yeah, then time. you've always got your like your nightline, and then it goes and into like yeah. NBC national news. Correct. And he uh, he says like you know, our numbers are good because of you know what's going on before, not after. People are tuning in to us, not to national news. And now is the time for local news to really step up their game. And they should step up their game. Unfortunately, I'm noticing some substantial biases already in local. Really stuff. here? Yeah. Like oh, in the political spectrum already. Well, like the courier. Or are you talking about like yeah, news? It's... News like uh, I mean, I mean like the video news. Oh no, in print, which of course now they're becoming more and more. You know, they're multimedia. The uh, print paper. Well, print has is a... dangerous in my opinion because they don't say like they have the opinion article and they don't and they try to say hey this is an opinion but no one takes it as opinion like this is like oh this is true. Well, oh, it's the other way around. I mean, you can have something on an op-ed piece, but when you have a front-page headline that obviously, you know, let's say in a political race, you have someone you want in and someone you don't, and it's painfully obvious with how you're writing it or how the headline is, and you're the editor of a, of a newspaper. Again, it's good to have opinions. Walter Cronkite was integral. Well, they have a whole section for that. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point. You don't put it in the newspaper and couch it in, well, I'm just reporting the facts. No, you're... It's amazing how the word's chosen. And, of course, you should have opinions. Uh, you know, Edward R. Morrow, he stopped his relentless pursuit of Stephen McCarthy, uh, Senator McCarthy, Joe McCarthy, uh, brought the McCarthy winch hunt to an end. Uh, Walter Cronkite got us out of Vietnam probably earlier than we would have because of his— but he would show it. He would show the raw footage of what was shot, and then he'd offer his commentary. And he was trusted because you could trust his commentary. That it was, this is a, you know, it wasn't political. It was, this is a bad thing we're in. Or, this is, this is wrong. And it wasn't Republicans are wrong or Democrats are wrong. It's, this is wrong. The situation, it's a situational thing. And that's what's missing. People don't reflect on the situation. Let's say har harassment. The situation is bad and it goes across party lines. There are jerkwads and poopy heads on both sides of the aisle. Well, from it's funny now up, that people, down are, low it up people are now saying you're a jerkwad. Oh, they, I never said, they never said it beforehand. Uh, and I that, started to me, it. that to me is, bothers me a lot. 
Especially, well, no, because you literally get people who want that piece in People Magazine. It's like, oh, I knew Harvey Weinstein was, he was a bad guy. He did this to me, did this to me. And it's like, come on now. Why spend the time getting this off your chest now? If it doesn't seem like you're just trying to get your fifty your your name in the circulation, <clears throat> I I can see that. I can also see the other side because I've, I've people on Facebook or whatnot will say, "Wow, it took you long enough." And people respond, "Going okay, unless you've well, like, been well, for example, harassed." For example, I'm gonna, I don't know Sam Hayek. We talked about that. This yeah. Week. Uh-huh. See, I could I could see myself. Like, I could see having huge respect for her because she came out and you know, talked about. Which did is, you read the article? I did. Okay. But I would have more respect for if the article was written from another person saying Sam Hayek testified to these people for the court case against Harvey Weinstein. I see your point. I also I, I am like split right down on the, on the middle. Of I don't know. I, I absolutely see I your feel because we're, we're being just bumped with all this horrible stuff happening. People we're treating people horribly, apparently. Mm-hmm. And how can we really make a change? That's what the world needs. It needs direction. How do we make a change for the be- for the better on this situation? I believe it starts with, and uh, kind of what I was going with, is that to to understand this is a situation, this is a situational thing that assault or harassment, A, there, there are levels. If a guy asks you out on a date and you think he's ugly, that's not sexual harassment, that's not sexual assault, period, end of subject. But... It's on both sides, Democrats, Republicans, senators, presidents, janitors, CEOs. I mean, men, women, uh, you're, you, the, the victims, men and women, the abusers, men and women. It, it, it's, it's there. It's, it's, the word is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. So stop making it, oh, welcome to Trump's America, or well, this started with Obama. You know, that doesn't matter. It's not a personal thing. It's a situational thing. And once we recognize that, it, go, it, it goes off. Um, that's why I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm glad that all these women got, got, uh, I'm glad the high, the Weinstein thing was exposed to show that, that power, uh, uh, so many of these are power-based, powerful for the most part men, some women, but statistically it's the men, harassing women for the most part because they have power and the women were scared. And well, unfortunately for that notion, that's the reason why it's being reported. Because they have the power, and it's like, oh, this guy, you never would believe who did this, and it turned out to be this person who was in power, who had this, all this stuff. I mean, we had a we had a representative commit suicide. Yeah, and and, under an allegation, and— Well, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, and Well, his, his allegation was children, and that's even worse. It's like, where's, what's going on in this, in this situation? And— I'm sure there will be an investigation, and this is going to sound bad, and I'm going to lose people as a result of me saying this, but I hope he did. He was guilty of it because for him to feel there's no—to be proven innocent of this but still have to kill himself. That that happened to a a pornographic actress, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. She claimed that she didn't want to— She didn't want to do a sex scene with a gay man because— He wasn't tested. Correct. And she herself was, you know, bisexual and she's trying to tell people this is not a gay thing, but she was so ruthless. And I read the stuff and these people were, I mean, ruthless. Well, what's strange to me is that channels open to people's lives. Like it, you have you have this communication with people you don't even know. They have avatars online. And why are you focusing your, I guess, your your moral grounds with people on the Internet? Like, don't don't do that, guys. Unfortunately, that's the thing with her posting it. And then reading the responses that led to it. So remember, people, if something offends you, 
there's always an off switch. Just don't switch us off. That's right. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. Ooh, it's turn, turn, turn for the exit. Oh, there we are. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com. Folks, we're going to take a music break. Thanks for joining us. 936-647-3776 is the call and message line. We're just kind of shooting the breeze today. So if you uh, want to join in, message on Facebook or call that call-in number. You can find that on IRLoneStar.com. Let's do a special thanks to our sponsors. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. And then, of course, our neighbors at Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. And you know what's really funny about that? What's that? Is I've seen them run out of coffee. That's how much people love to drink it. So think of it but as... But they ordered more, so... Think of it as a commodity. You got to get it while they got it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just kidding. Go over there next door, ConroeCoffee.com. Wonderful place. Apparently, they were bumping last night. Well, I'm, a, I'm looking out the window, and I see that there's like an open mic set up there. Was there live music happening last night? Yeah, Clint from Lone Star Country Nights texts me, and he goes... Uh, he calls me and he goes, hey, uh, what do I do about this? Because they're jamming next door. And I was like, is it good? And, <laughs> Just turn your microphones over there. And uh, he was a little worried about it, catching on the mic. And I was like, you know, downtown Conroe, that's the way it is. But, you know, we can ask our neighbors to be quiet a couple times. ConroeCoffee.com. We got great music coming your way, folks. Stick around Lone Star Community Radio. And uh, thanks for joining us. We are here till 11 a.m. this morning. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back, Mornings Lone Star. Do you know the song at all? Yes. It's a good song. Yeah, it's rocking, man. I was, I, I I was, was around before it. music was invented, so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty darned old there. When they hit those bones against that dry skin on the drum. <laughs> you had drums. We had rocks. And we it, was thankful. Was it, was it human skin or was it animal skin? Uh, well, do you count Cro-Magnons as human? <laughs> 
I thought you said Cro-Mags for sliders. I was like, oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's, like, when, that's when Jumping the Shark. Oh, my Lord. That showed. How many times did that show Jump the Shark when they went from just San Francisco to Los Angeles also? That way they could shoot, yeah, you know, yeah. live in Los Angeles. Uh, when uh, uh, Jerry O'Connell became a woman and then they merged him with someone else. He didn't become a woman. Yeah, there's no, there's a female, no, there's a female version of him. I mean, you know, well, that was in like a slider. That was like one of the, that was one of the universes they traveled in. If anyone wants to know what we're talking about, welcome to Morning's Lone Star. We're glad you're here. We're here till <laughs> 11. We're sponsored by Conroe Coffee, mm-hmm. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. That's us. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Sliders was a 90s TV show. One of my, it's actually probably my favorite TV show besides X Files. As like a complete, as like me too. The first three seasons, but then I, I lost no, I track love, of it. I love the fact I, that they kept going. Like someone had the gall, be like, "We got to continue this thing, <laughs> and we got to write everything that's crazy about it." Because I'm not kidding you, folks. In this TV show, imagine Jerry O'Connell, the guy from Stand By Me, the little fat kid in Stand By Me. He lost weight, married a supermodel. Now he looked really cool. This is like in his prime of being cool. His character, character, my secret identity. That was his show just before. Just Spiders. before, and in this show, he wanted to leave. So you know what they did? They brought his brother in, side by side. His actual brother. His actual brother, like real life brother. They they acted together for ten episodes, and then they in the storyline merged them. And there was yet another actor. As a and then all of a sudden, yeah. a new actor was born uh-huh. as the character. And I was like, yes, that's how you write it in. That's how you continue it. I mean, <laughs> it, it was horrible afterwards, but, you know, you just got to keep it going. Well, it's it's funny because um, back when I was a uh, – before Netflix, I was a blockbuster online kind of guy. And I loved it because, you know, you could get the disc in the mail. Then you take the disc back to the store and trade it in for another movie as you're waiting for your new disc to be shipped. Um, but that's where I was catching up on all these old shows from like the, you know, 80s and 90s. And there were ones like Sliders and 21 Jump Street that I'd like get into. And you'd realize how progressively worse they got as the season. Oh, yeah. Because it, I, I call it like the uh, uh, the Police Academy syndrome where the first movie, you got Kim Cattrall and Steve Gutenberg. I mean, Steve Gutenberg was up for an Oscar for Cocoon, I think. He was a good actor. So you got, Or he is, sorry. Yeah. He is a good actor. So you got them, but by Police Academy, and then you got like Michael Winslow, who's the human beatbox, and then the little little bitty black guy. You had talent. You had talent in that cast. Oh, yeah. But, you know, so the minor characters, you had the big, big characters, and the minor characters like Michael Winslow, who did the beatbox, and the little gal who did the, don't move, you're back, you know, a little squeaky voice. Freeze! Yeah. And she had the hat kind of like tilted, and she had the gun, uh-huh. yeah. By the time they get to six, Police Academy six, they're the stars. In 21 Jump Street, I was because I was watching it after you know Johnny Depp leaves I, and so and so leaves. I let you know something. Huh. I'm a big fan of 21 Jump Street. Oh, I was too. Not the not the movies. I hate the movies. No, no, I, I haven't even watched the movies. I can't do it. But in the final season, the only two stars that were left were the the captain, uh, Stephen Williams. Well, they replaced the captain in like two seasons in. Oh well, no, actually two episodes in. It was. Was it two episodes? Yeah, it was pretty quick. They got rid of it. Was Forrest, uh, not Forrest Whitaker. Because uh, uh, he played deep, not Deep Throat. Did he play Deep Throat in X Files? Who yeah. was he in X Files? He, he was. He was Mister X. Deep Throat yeah. was uh, the the white guy yeah, who yeah, got yeah. shot. Then he became Mister X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But him, so Stephen Williams was his name. Him and Holly Robinson were the only two stars left. And so you're watching like the opening credits, and this has got to be on YouTube. People go to YouTube and do like. Opening credits season by season. So you see the first season of 21 Jump Street. You got Johnny Depp. You got Peter DeLuise. You got, you know, all these, you know, big actor names. And then fast forward to season six or seven. 
and it's and Holly Robinson Pete. And now the show. <laughs> you know, there's no one else. Well, I mean, somebody's making that decision, and someone's continuing. Like, especially Joint Toy and Jump Street. The one thing I loved about that show is if you weren't paying attention, it got you to pay attention, depending on, like, every third episode was really well-written. Oh, they had and the... And Giant Depp, it was in that show, guys. Like, this is where I think Johnny Depp actually earned his credit as an actor. Anything outside that, oh, you can say, oh, he's... He's Jack Sparrow, 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 all, yeah. yeah, whatever. I agree. Who, no, you need to watch 20 and Jump Street. You can see, in a, like, there's one season where you can see his dedication, and then you can also see after that, You can like, see when he started to phone it in. like, no, no, no. Like, there's an episode I'll never forget. I don't know what it's called, but... It was about AIDS. And it was about, I was just thinking about that one. And he, and the, he, he had to bodyguard the kid. He had who, to bodyguard the kid, mm-hmm. but undercover. Mm-hmm. And this kid had AIDS in high school. Because if anyone knows the premise of 21 Jump Street, you need to read the premise. So basically, these cops go undercover. They're young high looking school. cops. Because this high school, man, has big problems like drugs, prostitution. I mean, remember the prostitution episode? I just remember that all the gangs were white. Yeah, I mean, there was, <laughs> there was, it was only white people in this show. It was really, they were so afraid to have a black gang. Well, then, then they have Vanessa, um, the woman from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. What's her name? She joined the she joined the force. Well, there was Holly Robinson. Did was they it have, Holly? Well, yeah. I thought her name was Vanessa in the show, though. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think it was. But, yeah, she was good. Oh, yeah. And, man, that show, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having flashbacks now. But that episode, I'll never forget. With the AIDS, the milk. with the the AIDS episode uh-huh. about no one liking the kid and like he had this meltdown at the end. He rides motorcycles really dangerously, like the crotch rocket. But you could hurt you yourself could, and you'll die. die. He's like, "Who cares if I die? My parents don't care." Because he remember the he admitted at the doesn't end. Care and yeah, and uh, he's because the whole thing was it was a blood transfusion. But he's not. And then at the end, he admits to. And this is Hansen. like a forty-five minute show, guys. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there. I was on a roller coaster that episode. Yeah, because uh, if you remember early on, he offers Johnny Depp's character. We just ruined a it. sip of his milk. Oh yeah, it was a de- well. The thing, if there's a, a, a show dubbed After School Special, it's Twenty One Jump Street, and it's written into it. So you don't. It's not in your face at the end, GI Joe. But it's like more of. Into the into the dialogue, into the in, into the plot, and you're sitting there going like, "Oh, this is like an AIDS awareness kind of thing." Yeah, and it, it was good. You're I drink my milk. I remember that. Remember that scene in the cafeteria you're yeah, talking about? You're not going to get AIDS. You drink the milk. Oh, I know yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there was that. I, I also love the one though. The one episode that really stuck out to me was a Peter DeLuise's character gets promoted to like the real police force and intelligence and stuff, and and he listens to this wife. Say, oh, my ex-husband abused, you know, sexually molested our daughter, and he gets just incensed, and he arrests the guy, and you know, gets him in a restaurant. You're under arrest for the sexual molestation of your daughter, and it turns out that the the ex-wife made the whole thing up, but it's ruined this guy. He's ruined this guy's life as a result, and he has to live with that, and that actually stays with him for a while throughout the seasons where he gets busted for going. You don't arrest someone going. Yeah, so it was. I liked it. Now, here's what you may not know: Twenty One Jump Street was inspired. By in the 70s, early 70s, there was a TV show called Police Story, and it was an anthology show. And they had an episode with David, I remember this, watching this, David Carradine, uh, David Cassidy, the one who just died, and D. Wallace Stone, back when she was just D. Wallace, playing his wife. And he was this young-looking cop, and so they put him in a high school to, to do that. And the whole thing was he, he went so undercover that he started wanting to have a relationship with the girl, high school girl, and he's having to remember, oh, no, what? I've got a pregnant wife at home. Was I'm his friend Roy? <laughs> right. I got that. 
Isn't that wonderful how life change or the society changes that way? Yeah, man. Yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> I was talking to Holly about that in the sense of like, you know, some people have too much money. And I was like, if I had too much money, I would just screw with the world. <laughs> you know, like conspiracy theories or like George Soros, whatever his name is from. Uh, is he from Germany? Or where is he from? I don't know that. Planet national. X. Well, yes. he's just kind of like, he's a dangerous dude. Soros, the cock brother. Like, look him up. Yeah, the cock. The, is it cock? Cock, is it cock, 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 cock whatever. Uh, yeah, like those guys. Like, I feel like. I would do it on purpose, though. It wouldn't be like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, change the world. It'd be like, no, I'm, you bury, I'm literally just messing with people. Would you, like, create a fake time capsule, like, with metal and, and stuff and then bury it somewhere, like, in a million years worth of ice of the Antarctic and just wait for someone to find it? Well, what I would do is I Photoshop me being, like, the king. <laughs> and, like, you know, I have, like, you know, just pull photos of, like, the Aztecs and put me on top of the Tenoch. <laughs> is it Tenochtitlan? Is that what, like, the uh, power? Sure. Why not? You know what I'm talking about? I like, know the, the temple. About. Is it Tenochtitlan? I have no Whatever idea. Whatever it is, the capital of of the Aztecs. That place. And then that's where I'd be. And then it'd be like, who's this dick guy? <laughs> <laughs> All hail King Dick. It would work. It would work. Wouldn't you believe that if you found I would. It? You would. I would. Man, it's a good morning here on Mornings Lone Star, guys. Uh, we're going to take a quick, short, sponsored break. Say thanks to those Connor Coffee folks and also Clean Sweep Office folks. And then we'll be back. we got music coming up, too. So if you have a song request, let us know. Call in, leave a message, 936-647-3776. Or a message on Facebook, MW Lone Star, and that kind of stuff. So we'll be right back here on Mornings with Lone Star. Down at the Golden Cup, they set the young. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey, we're back. It's almost 10 o'clock. Let's talk for about uh, five, six minutes thereabouts, and we'll take you to the top of the hour, and we'll have some music playing. I'm trying to convince Dick to throw in some Christmas tunes in there. We'll see if I'm successful or not. Uh, weather. Wait, in that case, what's your favorite Christmas tune? Top like, uh, so it's, okay, sorry. Let me back up. You can tell me their favorite song, but then you can tell me who's your favorite version or what's your favorite version of that song. Okay. Because you know everybody has their own Christmas album. I'm surprised Jackson Brown doesn't have a Christmas album. Oh, he's got to have one somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, with me, it's any version of Carol of the Bells, whether it's vocal or with the bells. Dun, 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 dun. 
In fact, that's what the, you know, the first song that the uh, Madrigal Singers did the other day. I was just excited me very much. So I loved that one. Um, I'm always a fan, of, a fan of Silent Night, but my favorite version of it, that just, it, it brings me to tears every time. I don't know why. I think it's a, a frequency harmonic thing. It starts playing and I start choking up. Is the Mannheim Steamroller version of All Silent right, looking Night. looking it up. Man, it, who's Mannheim's? Okay, no, Mannheim Steamroller. No, it's okay because uh, so they were Mannheim Steamroller is a group that kind of fronted Whoa, yeah, they, the whole new they wave. Tour. They tour. Yeah, they okay. They fronted the whole uh, new age movement where it's like the precursor to Trans Siberian Orchestra. I don't know. I mean, you're you're losing me with all these. Trans, okay, fancy you, words. you've heard the Trans Siberian Orchestra, Christmas Eve Sarajevo. Sarajevo they were dun, 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 you know, with the guitars wailing and stuff. Okay. So it's like, it's kind of like alternative. Yeah. It, Christmas it's, music. Well, it's way, it's, it was called New Age and it was all instrumental with some vocals, chorals. Now, here's the thing Mannheim Steamroller was founded by Chip Davis. Chip Davis was previously known in his uh, name of C.W. McCaw. He was the Dark of the Moon on the 6th of June with the Kenward holding hogs. You know, remember the song Convoy? That's Chip Davis. Interesting. C.W. McCaw. And so he, you know, he was like a, a producer and it just became a huge thing. So you've heard a lot of Mannheim Steamroller songs, but I don't think you, you know, they were Mannheim Steamroller. There's one called Escape from the Atmosphere. If you off the air play that with, you'll probably recognize the song. Ah, oh, here we go. Just to let people know, I searched Silent Night, Mannheim Steamroller. You know what the first video that came up is from a rip? video of VH1 Classic. Mm. Just let you know, this is where we're, this is what we're dealing mm -hmm. with. Interesting. Oh, it's beautiful. I've, I've got all the... How would you feel as an actor? Mm -hmm. I guess you can you can kind of see this in different in a different perspective, but as an artist or a musician, imagine being, hey, you're not do, you're, you're doing well, but let's do a Christmas album. Mm -hmm. I always feel like a Christmas album is kind of like, I want to be relevant for a little bit. I have nothing for you but I need to do something for you. Mm -hmm. So I need to do a Christmas album. Yeah. Does, do actors have that? Because we were t we were chatting about it on the ticket set where like they at least somebody has to make an old person movie once a year. <laughs> and we kind of joked with Jake about that, uh, with Jack, Jake Reiner, because his dad kind of makes, a, now now he's making a couple old people movies once a year. He made like The Bucket List and well, uh, he made only because his grandfather Carl Reiner was with Mel Brooks in the 2000 year old man comedy series. If you ever never heard that, as great as Carl Reiner playing a news anchor interviewing a 2000 year old man played by Mel Brooks, and it's very is hilarious. That's when he told stories about them. Really, he talked about how, how they're best friends since their wives died, and I was like, man, we don't need to talk about this. And uh, is I'm telling you, the interview next Thursday with Jake Reiner is really cool. He's he's a hard journalist. It's interesting that he deviated from the Hollywood world because he grew up in Hollywood. Right. Well, you know that the guy that wrote World War Z, the zombie movie, is Mel Blanc's son. No, uh, yeah, Mel Blanc's son. Mel Blanc or Mel Brooks? Mel Blanc. Yeah, I'm just I'm combining two Mel's, but Mel Blanc, you okay. know, Bugs Bunny. Okay. His son wrote the zombie survival guide as a joke and then they turned to World War Z so this movie with uh oh not Matt who was it Matt Damon who was it in World War Z Brad Pitt Brad, Brad Pitt you know with zombies and horrible things it was written by Bugs Bunny's son it's strange how the, the how stuff 
turn it around. Yeah, but actors do. <clears throat> every actor, like a stage actor, they're always bucket list roles. The role that, you know, like, I've played most of them. I played Scrooge. I played Ben Franklin. I played this. No, oh, played Sigmund this Freud. This is such a weird background, man. I'm just throwing I'm going to zone it Oh, out. man. I'm talking to Keith from choking up, man. But uh, uh, you know, Atticus Finch is the one role that I've yet to play that I'm probably too old to play it now. Well, I meant more of like as an actor. Say you're an actor and you're uh -huh. you're you're top. You're an A-list actor. Okay, you're and Tom then, Hanks. Well, it's like for example, Denzel Washington doing Fences. To me, that was a phone-in thing. Like he goes, "I've always wanted to do it," and you know the I know Fences from uh, I went blank. Sorry, Darth Vader. What's his name? Help me out. Which He's one? Sandlot. The James guy, Earl Jones. James Earl Jones play. He did the stage play of Fences. Mm -hmm. And that's the scene I know of Fences is James Earl Jones. And I was like, so Denzel Washington's doing the movie Fences. And I feel like that's one of those roles where you always want to be offered, but it's it's already been done mm -hmm. to perfection. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing it? Paying homage. I mean, there are some actors, there are some roles. Uh, I, like I said, you think so? Oh, yeah. I got to play Sigmund Freud. And the year before at the Alley Theater, uh, this actor named James Black, who is like a, a, an acting god in the Houston area, he played the same role. So the fact that I got to play the same role he did, that to me was a, a huge thing. And, and so actors well, get off on that. What would be the actor's equivalent to a Christmas album? Uh, in honesty, the, the Oscar moment where you got to play someone who has a mental disorder of some kind or a physical, look at your Daniel Day-Lewis movies of the world. My left foot. You know, you, you got to play someone who's physically handicapped yeah, but I, or mentally. I, well, I'm talking about a role that everyone plays every year. It's like, hey, you got to be George Bailey. Mm-hmm. And, every, like, and everyone's like, okay, I'll get paid. I get to do it. Whatever. Like, I do it. Someone's got to do it every year. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, someone's got to do a Christmas album every year. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> okay. So you're getting paid. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm going to think really hard about this. Okay. Because... Because they're doing a Christmas story live. Right. And Stageworks Theater is actually doing the music, same thing, the musical, because it's a musical that they're doing, uh, stage, uh, the, uh, the, the live. What we're going to do, we're going to take a break. Take a break. And then I'll think about think it. Think about yeah, it. I'll think about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, drink some coffee. Yeah. Drink, drink some Conroe coffee. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, folks. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. We still got a whole hour. That's right. It is 10.02. And uh, we're going to play a couple tunes, and then we'll be back. If you got a song request, we do have one more break after this one with music, 936-647-3776. Let's say a special thanks to Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. And then, of course, our neighbors at Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com for more info. We have a couple tunes, a couple songs heading your way, and we'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 
7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Nobody buys for free. Nobody, nobody, nobody gets it like they want to We're back. 11 a.m. on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. Sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. That's all I got. What do you got, Dick? <laughs> and we're going to go back to the music. Hey, no, 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 <laughs> Welcome back, Mornings with Lone Star. Uh, just to let you guys know, this is a two-hour show. We're in at 11, and if you're just now joining us... It only feels like four you're hours. You're listening to Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio on IRLoneStar.com worldwide. We have an app for your phone. Lone Star Internet Radio app for your smart devices. And also locally here in Conroe on Conroe's FM 1045-106.1. And we do podcast the show, YouTube it, all that stuff. Check us out, Mornings Lone Star. So just visit IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. That's us. For more information for all the stuff. Cool, 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 cool. So you were telling me there's some local stuff going on. I know we were talking about Metz. His last name is Metz, I think. Yeah. just He's running for he's commissioner. He, you know, mm-hmm. He's got a lot of uh, shady history in a sense of a harassment thing. Mm-hmm. Was it harassment? What was it called? I don't uh, want to misrepresent. Yeah, this, this was a sexual harassment claim that was settled so out that happened. of. Yeah, that okay. happened. That um, happened. And so you were telling me about uh, an interesting thing going on with with uh, the it was it commissioner's block. Oh no, I re- oh sorry, I'm talking about a thing that I read in a headline in the Your Conroe News. And uh-huh. I wanted I wanted you to introduce it. Sorry, that didn't really work. I, no, I got you. Uh, so you're talking about the uh, the funds that were approved. Yeah, so I read a headline, and of course that's all I read are headlines, folks. I don't really <laughs> read the uh, the deal. But in the Courier, the headline read, Commissioner's Court Approves Sex Offender Snack Fund for, for Probationers. And I was like, that's such an odd thing to cover in the paper to spend time on. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, an interesting thing. Thing, I guess. Like, do you know anything about it? Yeah, basically, some funds were approved, and relative. When I say relatively low amount, I mean every penny counts, and this is taxpayer money, blah blah blah. But this is, I think, about two thousand dollars maximum for a fund to be set aside for, uh, not just uh, for those in a uh, completing like a rehab or probationary program that may take a long time to to make snacks made available for them. You know, water and. You know, maybe fruit, maybe potato chips, who knows? And that's what that was about. It's just basically people who are paying their debt to society. These are probationers. These aren't convicts. These aren't people in jail. These are people on probation going through a probationary process, getting water and a snack and being provided. Now, you can easily go to the other side saying, well, you know, I don't feel that any of my hard-earned well, tax money should go to them. What's even more interesting about this mm-hmm. is— page news? Well— uh, the director of the, the of the department, uh, his name's Ron Leach. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think you were saying this. He wanted to do it at his own budget. He just needed approval. Mm-hmm. So this isn't 
something out of the ordinary. Right. And he wanted just to feed them while they perform their duties. Right. Why is this a story? Why do you why is this a story? Well, um I mean there they wrote an article. There about are this. many possibilities. One J.R. Possibility, Jordan wrote an yeah. article about this. Yeah, J. Jordan is maybe uh, should we can contact. We can contact uh, any uh, uh, courier members or or villager members or observer members because, you know, the, the Montgomery County has several newspapers. Uh, Montgomery County Police Reporter, I'd love to get them on and get their perspectives. Uh, why is this a story? Because, it is, you know, well, a newspaper can make anything a story. Is this a commentary on, oh, my gosh, the current commissioner's court approved this? We need to because half the commissioner's court is up for re-election right now. Could this be, uh, you know— a way to say we want new people in. Uh, who knows? I, I would not presume to read the mind of of a reporter or a an editor, but I'd like to get their perspective on it. Uh, is this news? Would it ordinarily be news if it was a non-election cycle? Probably not. Things happen all the time. Much like with the Mets thing, it's coming to light now, even though it's ten years old, but it's still very relevant. You say, "Well, I was ten years old." Well, you know, you know, what's his name? Warren Moore was forty years old, so there's not a time limit on it. Again, there are no levels. It's not like, well, this happened 10 years ago, so it's okay. Or our, your rapist is worse than our rapist, so you're worse than we are. You know, there are no levels to this. So if you, and the story behind the Mets thing right now, it's, they decided to settle because they say it would have cost less than to take it to trial just to pay the woman off. Is that official or you just, no, that's no, how that's you the, interpret it? No, that's the official, that's the quote from the county judge. Okay. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just wondering. Yeah, no, I I try to make sure not to just throw stuff out at random or else I'd be, I would too would be guilty of spreading well, the fake news. we're clearly fake news here on Morning Lone Star, <laughs> but we're not ashamed of it. We're not ashamed. At least we admit it. Because that's something you really want to admit. Because like 73.4 of all statistics that up on the spot. would be hilarious if someone gets caught and it's like, why'd you do this? Because we're fake news. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I would love that. That's great. That's great. So, uh... <laughs> Well, that was in your paper. In, that was in uh, your local paper. Yeah, so now, a little was... farther south in the Woodlands, we got a couple of things that happened. First off, uh, did you ever go on the, the Woodlands water taxis? So No. Oh, you're talking about like in the Woodlands waterway. The Woodlands waterway, they, taxi. Had, yeah, they, they had these boats. That, okay, you, you I've know. seen them. I've never really well, thought. Well, Harvey kind of knocked them out of commission. Well, they're slowly coming back now because that was a big thing. They're, they're really cool. You pay only a few bucks. I've never seen anybody, like I've never heard anybody going, I want to come to Woodlands and ride a water taxi. But Who those, rides these? Well, you're looking at one of them. Do you really? I mean, like. Oh, that, yeah, they're awesome because they actually make stops along the way. So outside of a hotel or. Maybe that sounds like Market a good Street. date night, guys. It truly is, especially at night and wintertime because. You know, the tunnels you go through, they, they line up yeah. with Christmas lights. It's beautiful. And it's just relaxing. It takes like 45 minutes to do a round trip, a full circuit. And you can just kick and, you know, cuddle what's up. The, what's the PDA rule on these um, taxis? Hands outside of all the clothes. Okay, good. That's the, uh, way I, that's the way I roll in public. That's it. And also, you know, the Woodlands has these trolleys that are free. It'll take you around from the library to the mall to Market Street. And it's, it's really cool. So they got some um, some transportation that other places don't have. But uh, so the waterway boats are actually making a comeback. So take Holly, man. She will. That's like uber romantic. You, she will. She will. That'll okay. learn you some brownie points. I'll make sure she knows about uh, over the clothes rule. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that happened, this kind of I'm laughing, but I'm not because, you know, bank robbery is not like a funny thing. But I read this article that a, a scooter riding bank robber hit a Woodlands bank. And I'm thinking a Vespa or something. Okay, those things can get up to 40 miles an hour. I get it, and you can get away on that. Well, I read it, and it was the BBVA Compass on Research Forest, which is my bank, 
However, people, I do have a rock solid alibi that I was elsewhere when this robbery took place. So the guy, the robber, presented a note, got some money, ran outside and hopped on his scooter. And it's one of those, you know, those flimsy silver razor, little dinky two wheel scooters that you, you know, your foot pushed. Yeah. He got away on that. Dude got away <laughs> on a razor scooter. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things when you're like rushing out trying to find the guy and then you like you open the door you're like where did he go and he's like he's right there <laughs> and then you look over to the right and you see this guy yeah <laughs> get that scooter <laughs> yeah and i'm i'd just be like i'm in the twilight zone right now it some, somewhat reminds and me slow motion you know because he's really not going that fast and i he know look, he looks back and he's like yeah <laughs> and his, well, from his perspective his hair is flying in the wind and he's getting away and meanwhile the cops are just kind of jogging up to him <laughs> i can't believe this guy got away but it sort of kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it was in Conroe, it was a Montgomery County area where there was a bank and there was a cop who, you know, moonlighted a security guard. And it was, when I say cop, I mean, it could have been a sheriff's deputy or something like that. But so the guy goes outside, puts on like a motor ja motorcycle jacket and a helmet, and then goes back inside to rob the place. And it was kind of his, his day off, but they know it's him. Okay. It's like, Bob, what are you, what are you doing, man? I'm not Bob, I'm Robert, give me the money. And, so, and he thought that the, they actually caught him. Like he made two, two steps outside and they arrested him. And I got to look this one up with the, some of the details. Are you saying the plot of Longmire? No, I there's a show. There's a TV show called Longmire. Really did they big. do the same thing? Well, there's, there's an episode just like, just like that. Okay. No, this, this actually happened. So I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure it happened in, in Conroe where they knew it was the guy. He, and he should have taken the moment and go, Oh, you got me. It's a big old joke. Ha ha ha. But uh, no, he stuck to his story and, and he got, he got, he got nailed. So, uh, so whereas I'm, I'm sad that the BBVA compass in the woodlands, uh, got, got robbed. I've, I've beyond the, can you imagine the APB on this one? Be on the lookout for tall white male riding a razor scooter with, and money bags. I, I mean, how much money I, did he I get? I put money on that he stole a scooter. But here's the thing. Those things are really flimsy and top heavy. So if he had got any money, of really, note, they, they really aren't worth the trouble you go through with those things. I've ridden them before. Yeah. Like it's, I bought one for my daughter a few years ago and I tried riding it and I ended up eating concrete. But I think well, if you're more than like four foot six, you make it top heavy. So add that plus any money he may have gotten. If he actually got like a bag of money, he'd be like listing 45 that degrees. That reminds me of a dude at school. He ride a unicycle everywhere. And I remember talking to him one time, and I was like, that's just not convenient. It can't be convenient. Because the startup and ending on a unicycle takes, like, mm -hmm. some focus. You can't just go, like, oh, the guy's running away. Get him. And, like, oh, let me get on my unicycle real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, scooter, same thing. Like, I don't feel like you could have optimal speed on a scooter. No, no. <laughs> Unless they made a scooter for my size. Then I can see. But the scooters that you're talking about, that's for kids. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those, a uh, razor, you know, you people know what I'm talking about, the wheels, you so, got two wheels so the size of a, either this a half dude, a donut. This dude sitting in his, his home, laughing his face off, he's like, I got away on a scooter. On the scooter, bandit. And hopefully he didn't try it again, because you're risking it No, right this there. is, okay, dude, uh, you know, I'm not, not aiding and abetting by any stretch of the imagination, but if you want to not get caught, do not try this again. First time lucky. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, uh, we got to take a quick sponsor break. Okay. Clean Sweep, Office Clean, Conroe Coffee. You're going to hear a few words from them, but we'll be right back. We'll listen to Morning's Lone Star. It's uh, 1024. We got more music. We got one more music break coming your way. Hey. And uh, good morning, everybody. We'll be right back.
Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. That was a quick break for you guys. It was a quickie. Yeah, we all... (laughs) Dick and Skippy doing quickie in the morning. I'm enjoying my Conroe coffee, I'm telling you. <laughs> it got me hat for There's a lot of into Java, 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 Java. That's great. <laughs> Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. We're here every weekday morning from 9 to 11. We got some music coming up after this, so uh, get ready for that. Yeah. Uh, hey, so yesterday I think we were talking about this concert, Day for Night. Yeah. Did you hear that it's kind of... I don't, I'm not saying it's falling apart, but they've lost four acts already, including, um, uh, what's Beyonce's sister name? Solange. I'm not a Solange What do you mean fan. they lost? Is, she, they're she's missing? Canceled. Yeah, they're canceled. Why? Uh, various and sundry reasons. Uh, one said is, uh, my doctor just said I shouldn't fly, so I can't make it. Solange bugged out uh, with something and two other acts. I'm not sure. Uh, I need to go back on my tablet to find out who the acts are. I just, her name popped out. So... Huh. The concerts go. I mean, uh, the, it's like a two-day festival, isn't it? I mean, it's a yeah. it's a big thing. Uh, but they're losing some acts. So, and I, I guess with any any huge concert, there's uh, some attrition going on. I'm sure there's been some Wallapaloozas that. Uh, well, it sounds like this business as usual for a concert or or rack but concert. four major acts. Here's the thing: is if it's let's say, you know, uh, not uh, uh, not Wallapalooza. What's the ones here in the woodlands? Buzzfest. You know, they get like eight really solid bands. You know, we're talking, you know, Judas Priest, Metallica. And let's say if two of those, only two canceled, that would not be the, you know, the concert. A lot of people would feel they were, were gypped because you come for those people. Where do you get your news sources? I'm trying to find this to see. I'm not seeing any updates on it. Uh, hold on. Send, oh, oh, Uh-oh. You found it? No. Oh, something else? Fake news. No, 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 no. Just- I know my sources. I uh, went on the Houston Chronicle. And then I got it confirmed, I think, by, uh, who did I get it? No, I found it on the Courier, then I got it confirmed on the Chronicle. I'll look it up. Yeah, make sure you bring that stuff up. Yeah. Well, before bring, you start talking. Before I start talking about Smash. This is hard, hardcore news reporting here at uh, Morning's Lone Star. Here, <laughs> We're guys. fake. Yeah, duh. You know, we are. We we do need to talk a little bit about the uh, net neutrality thing. I know a lot of people are talking about it. In Russia, do they call it net neutrality? I don't know. It's how you say not uh, net in no, Russian? No, it's how you say no. Oh. Net. Like, da net. Well, how, that's not net neutrality then. That's not. I, I guarantee I was, you that's not what they said. I was making a bon mot. 
I don't know what that means. It's French for, you know, good word, a pun. Do I look cultured to you? <laughs> well, you don't make my board. <laughs> yeah, don't make your board. No, uh, the FCC repeals net neutrality on a vote uh, yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It was mm-hmm. yesterday. It was. So the world is three on one. Is still going. Two on one vote. It was a three three person panel, which I think is a problem just to begin with. Uh, even the Supreme Court, you got nine votes. Can you imagine the Supreme Court only having three? It's like the mud district, man. Yeah, ooh, there you go. Um, so net neutrality has been repealed. Uh, just a quick primer, because uh, a lot of people, are, oh, here's Armageddon, here's Trump's America. First off, this is not a Trump thing. This was the FCC. Uh, secondly, net neutrality was only um, established in 2015, two years ago. The, and so you got the people going up until well, 2015. I, I always felt when people talk about the internet and ISPs, I feel like we're making it up as we go. Yeah. And I always encourage people who really care about this stuff, start local with most of the problems you have. And, for example, municipalities here in Conroe, they get to dictate who services you in this area. For example, downtown Conroe, we have two options. Consolidated and Sudden Link. Mm-hmm. I get mail all the time from Comcast. And I'm like, I would love to have that option. I call them. Hey, this is my address. Oh, we don't service that area. Then why are you sending me mail? Mm-hmm. Why are you teasing me? But I, when it comes down to net neutrality, it'd be interesting to see how companies themselves are going to handle it. And, of course, half the stuff people are complaining about, they're already doing. And that's what I always found entertaining about you know throttling your speeds and restricting you access and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I don't really know how to respond to the decision because you don't really know. There's no way to be people like, oh, now they're going to charge you $3,000. It, it's... The establishment's well, already there with TV well, providers. Well, what's funny to me is you have the same folks you see who are saying, like, you know, free internet. But I'm like, dude, you know, half the internet's restricted. Like, go to Twitter. You can get banned. Like, it's not free speech. Well, not, go to Hulu. You pay for Hulu. Yeah, and that's— Go to like Netflix. You pay for Netflix. And Like, do I—in do I in my mind, am I going to—if someone, Comcast, whoever my ISP is, goes, hey, by the way— to access Netflix every month, we're going to charge you an extra two dollars. And if they have to actually put that on the bill, I'm like, well, we got to find somebody else because this is kind of crazy. It's of course now you know I'm I, I don't want, I hate to use the word uh, phrase fair and balanced because someone already has that, but I mean I try to keep it you know an even keel. Of course, those who are worried about corporations now well, gouging I, people is a possibility. I'm, I'm interested to see what the municipalities in the country who have their own internet. Because a couple cities have put in the infrastructure and put in offer the offer their local citizens their own ISP like fiber and stuff like that, and it, that's a real thing. Look it up. There's, I don't know the top of my head what cities they are, but they're like a Comcast basically, and they provide internet. And I'm interested to see what they do, because either a they're going to take advantage of it, or b they don't do anything because it didn't really affect them, or we you know that kind of thing. I believe those who take too much advantage of it will get booted out, and more mom and pop shops will come up, and then they'll actually. Here's the thing: the the the, the startups and the mom and pops actually can get the resources through a crowdfund or just a one angel investor to have all the resources needed to take on one of the big guys. It's like an independent movie studio. You don't have 20th Century Fox behind you or, or Miramax or something, but you do a good product, people will watch and they'll buy it. And the whole thing about net neutrality, what a lot of people, you know, net neutrality, what is it? Do people know exactly what net neutrality meant? And basically what it meant was two years ago, up until two years ago, the internet or 
the you know internet providers and stuff were viewed as service providers, corporations. Two years ago, the Obama administration, the administration, the FCC under that administration, their guideline was, no, it's a public utility because we, we, we really need internet nowadays to survive. I personally don't agree with that, but that's what that panel came up with. They're like, it's a public utility. Like water or sewage. That didn't change anything here, by the way. Yeah, we, we, that's it, what I'm saying. It's just like your, your, your water or your electricity or your natural gas or whatever that's a, that's a, a utility. And two years later, the decision was, no, not so much. It is a corporation. It's a, it's a public business or privately held corporation providing a service, much like Bob's Auto Repair is providing a service or... Uh, you know, Anadarko is providing gas production services, you know, and that's what the whole argument is. Is internet a utility or is it a business? Well, it's, it's going to be really hard to say that, ask that question to the folks who did the infrastructure. It, like basically but Verizon. But the city's not laying the infrastructure to well, the corporations doing what, it, so it's not you a utility. If you ask that question to them, they're going to tell you one thing or the other. They're like, eh, exactly. we just want to get paid. So, so going back to net neutrality, because net is Russian, and it's the whole Russian collusion thing. People it's are saying, always connected, man. That, well, people are saying it's the, the net neutrality thing is, is part of always the Russian connected. collusion. So net, that's Crazy. what we're going to call today's show, net neutrality. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, where we connect the dots. <laughs> we'll be back here on IRLoneStar.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, folks. We do have sponsors here on Morning's we Lone do. Star. We do. Now, trying to get the Conroe Coffee one to rhyme like the other one. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. Netcom. How about that? Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit. I can't do that. I can't make it rhyme. Uh, visit ConroeCoffee.com <laughs> for more info on that on those guys. It's an uh, interesting oh, morning. Dude, we got dude. one more music break. Okay. Hope you enjoy the tunes. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. I gotta say, I think that's the first song in the universe I've heard that uh, owes its course to a soap 
commercial tagline. Yep. That's cool. I was kind of jamming along to it and not really listening to the lyrics. And then I got it at the very end. <laughs> that was cool. Hey, I got some good NFL news. Well, sort of kind of good. Um, so I read, the, read this article. So apparently uh, Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota, I'm presuming I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, had a bad game the other day. They like attempted half his attempts were, were failures. And in the locker room post-game interview, he was apparently really snippy and rude and abrupt with the, the reporters. And even that is kind of forgivable. You know, okay, you know, he's uh, he had a bad day at work, and I get that. But he called a press conference a couple of days later and and presented himself to the, the reporters, and he said, okay, a lot of you who weren't, you know, weren't there that night, but I'm t- telling you to all of you, I'm sorry I, you know, I treated you with this, with disrespect. I was rude. I was abrupt and I just had a bad day, but I, and it's no excuse. I do apologize. Now, is this a Cam Newton apology or is this a legit? No, I think it was legit because he, he like totally said, that. and then he told them, and I got to be honest, I'm doing, doing this because my mom called me and pretty much ripped me a new one over this. Like, how dare you be rude to this? These are people. That, and so it's just heartwarming that you got a quarterback for tight, you know, an NFL team, the Titans. I'm not a fan of the Tennessee Titans, obviously, because of the whole Oilers history on that. But this guy stood up. And again, when you stand up and apologize and mean it, or you, you don't even have to apologize if you stand up for a conviction or if you admit, man, I screwed up on that. Hats off to you, Marcus Mariota. Skibby gives a tip of the hat today to uh, listening to mom. We need more moms in the NFL, Dick. Well, that, that'd be kind of funny if they have, like, the official mom of the NFL. <laughs> Really, just some crotchety old lady with a ruler that wacky on the head. If, you, if you, you're kneeling, whap, or you're standing, whap, or if you're gonna kneel, kneel for a purpose. There you. <laughs> so that was cool. I, I, when I saw, you know, Tennessee Titans quarterback, I'm like, okay, here we go. And I read it, and that was a good one. I like that one. That's cool. Hey, what are you doing on May 19th next year? You got a, you got any dates? Is that Star Wars something? No, May 19th? no. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are getting married. Buckingham Palace put out a... The girl from Suits? Yeah, she's marrying Prince Harry. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what service they use to align that that, that relationship. I'm sure he watched the show and he's Prince Harry's like, hey, I want to date her. Is that what he said? (laughs) I would to date her. (laughs) Oh, I would would still very much like to date that lady. He set it up for me. Um, Yeah, so uh, Buckingham Palace announced it May 19th. Do you think that's his game? Like, like say you're Prince Harry or whoever, like a prince, and then you're the lady, and I go up to you, I'm like, I'm Prince Harry. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the Queen of Sheba. No, really, I'm truly, I'm Prince Harry. What's your name? And then that's the end. That's the end for, for her. She's like, oh, my gosh. There was a <laughs> there was a, a TV show. It only uh, ran on Fox, I think, but only lasted for one season. And I got it on, on DVD, but unfortunately those DVDs got drenched, so I'm going to have to get them. It was called Keen Eddie. So K-E-E-N, Eddie, like, you know, E-D-D-I-E. And it's about this New York cop who screws up and he gets shipped over to England, this British, uh, the London Metropolitan Police Department, as punishment. And it's him dealing with British life. And his catchphrase was, uh, hi, I'm Eddie. How do you like me so far? And I think that'd be cool with Prince Harry. Hello, I'm Prince Harry. How do you like me so far? That's... What I think that's probably how he won Meghan Markle, but yeah, May nineteenth. That's the day before my son's birthday. Why is that a big deal to you? Because you're like you were you lived in the UK for a bit. 
None, because Buckingham Palace put it out, and this is like the top three headlines in like the nation today. Oh, Americans see, never, love I mean, royal I weddings. I walked in on Holly watching a documentary about uh, Princess Diana, and like it was about the news coverage of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, do people really care about this it, stuff? You know, Holly and my wife, Holly and Mrs. Skippy well, could have saved some bills by watching that together. Well, what I specifically loved about this documentary is it's the recent one that came out. I guess mm-hmm. they had some yeah. anniversary or whatever. But it had the, the, it had the editor of People magazine. He was talking about it. And then they alluded that, like, the the paparazzi killed her. You mm-hmm. know, that's what they kind of alluded to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so they have the dude who ran a magazine who pays for these photos telling me a story about a woman that he inadvertently killed? Like, I was so confused. It's like, this, how is he doing this interview? Because it wasn't a People magazine reportedly killed him. It was a French newspaper, so it's okay. That, that, that's the I had, I had a good laugh with that one. Yeah, really. No, same here. I, I think you and I were on the same team with that. Mrs. Kippy was just glued Don't to that. Don't you talk about Princess Diana. Died like that. Yeah. What's her nickname? What was her nickname? Is it Die? Die. Lady Die and then Princess Die. Oh, don't you talk about her like that. Right? No, there's a, yeah, you got your Die Hard fans there. I get it. Die Hard fans. Mm. Die, Princess Die. Die Hard. I got to watch that. Squirrel. <laughs> Everyone's got to watch that. I got to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. There was a, the best Christmas movie besides uh, It's a Wonderful Life, our Christmas story. There's a, a TV show, a comedy called Brooklyn Nine Nine about this police department with uh, uh, Andy Samberg. And they're driving past Nakatomi Tower, you know, the building that stood in front. They're like, oh, my God, I got to go in. So they go up, and he's taking all these pictures. Here, I'm John McClane stepping on glass. Click, click, click. Here here I am, John McClane saying, welcome to the party, pal. Click, click, click. It was, uh, I, I wouldn't mind taking the Nakatomi, Nakatomi Tower tour. Actually, before I died, do you know what tour I want to take? Apparently, New Zealand, you can go on the Lord of the Rings tour, where it's like the whole country, because, you know, they shot all over New Zealand. If only somehow Colorado got transplanted over to New Zealand, and then you go on the real Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, smoking the South Farthing weed. <laughs> and yeah, that's what that was not an analogy. The, the wizard smoked. I can totally see some guy like in New Zealand wandering around the the tour, but not on the tour. Uh-huh. I'm like, dude, sir, what are you doing? I'm on the tour. <laughs> I'm just on the tour. Just, I mean, I'm on the tour. Don't worry about it. I want to go to Hobbiton because they actually like built that town with, you know, the functioning building, you know, the rooms inside. <laughs> It'd be great. You're in the morning and you have your cup of coffee and you're sitting there in front of the door and you're like uh, sipping and the people at the tour shows up and you're like, what are you guys doing on my yard? <laughs> sipping your coffee. Well, I dress up in my old Bilbo costume that I used to wear to the Renaissance Festival and I just play Bilbo. Hello, welcome to the fire. <laughs> Looking for the one ring. Do you have it? Oh. Well, if you did, I couldn't see you. And it's like, I? he's really dedicated to it. He's, he's dedicated, to, he's dedicated a, to the He's a local crap. special needs guy, and he's really dedicated He's dedicated to, to the crowd. I, I went to the Renaissance Festival one year as Bilbo, and my best friend, or one of my best friends is uh, Larry Evans, who's like six foot 12. He's this ginormous guy. So he went as Gandalf, and so we entered the costume contest as proportionately correct Gandalf and Bilbo. And I think we won second. We got like season tickets for the, for the next year. Um, and then... Uh, when I went walking around, people just assumed I was one of the char- characters, um, you know, one of the official characters, and I didn't, I wasn't, but they wanted me to play with my one ring, so I did. Moving away from that. That's so nice. Yeah, you. thank you. <laughs> uh, anything new in the harassment world? Of course not. Well, ESPN. I have no idea. Is, I have no idea. What's uh, going on with ESPN? Well, the, there are some some females there that are now coming forth, kind of as United Front, saying that the general environment at ESPN is still very much male locker room, and there's harassment of different levels at this moment i hate to sound blase about it at this moment this is a story that a same song 14th verse 
It's I'm glad that they're having a voice and, you know, let's add ESPN to the mix. But of course it's a male dominated industry that's been male dominated for a long time. And some of the men there are pigs and they're going to treat women bad. And, and I hope it stops. I just encourage people to carry a taser. And hopefully that becomes a norm where you see an inappropriate behavior. You just give them a little zap mm-hmm. and you go, no, no, no. I like that. I used to, uh, it's got to be somewhere still. I got have one of those 120,000 volt stun guns. Now the taser is the one that actually shoots out the, the two electrodes uh, on wires, which is hard. Uh, but you can get those, you know, those little handheld. They look like a, a flask. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, this is it's a stun gun. And I had one that's 120,000 volts. It had four prongs so the little lightning would go between like big time. And it also had a strobe light in the middle. I mean, there's a total weapon of intimidation. It was a great anti-mugging tool. You whip that thing out and it goes <laughs> with that strobe light. People would run from, you know, all the times I got mugged. I'm just saying. That's pretty funny. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I aim to please. Well, it's 10.52. Already? Yeah, we have to be shutting this, no. this ship down. Folks, I hope you enjoy this week. Don't forget, we're on every weekday. For Mornings on the Star mm-hmm. from 9 to 11. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, you can podcast all our shows if you're just not joining us and you miss it. Oh, I really want to listen to it. It's on podcasts. That's right. Uh, look at iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube. We try to do podcasts and we try to YouTube all our shows. Thanks for joining us today. John, yeah. have a good weekend. You hope too, everyone my has friends. a good weekend. We got a lot of stuff coming up next week, so stay tuned on Monday at 9 a.m. for Mornings Lone Star. We do have a full lineup today, IRLoneStar.com uh, slash show calendar. And uh, that shows what's showing on Lone Star. There you go. Uh, is this the last weekend for all the plays next year? Yeah, they're, they're, they're shutting down this weekend. So Sunday, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are your last chances to see Charlie Brown Christmas musical over at the Crichton Theater and Little Women the musical over at the Owen Theater. And then they're getting ready for the new shows. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Clean Sleep. <laughs> Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Cleaning. Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. There you go. There Th- you go. Thanks to those guys for making the show possible. We love you guys. Uh, enjoy your rest of the day, I guess. We'll see you on Try Monday. To. Try to. Yeah. We'll be back Monday. At what time? Us. Nine on the dot. Nine. In, in the meantime, miss us. And listen to the podcast and all this good stuff. Subscribe. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.